I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, Eden. Hi, Ioni. And hello to the listeners. Welcome to the Polyester Podcast. I'm Ioni, and I'm the founding editor-in-chief of Polyester and the author of Poor Little Signals. And I'm Eden, and the managing editor of Polyester and the co-host of this podcast. This is The Sleepover Club, a feminist pop culture podcast where we pull apart the hashtag discourse in the hope of making some sense of it all. Before we get started, please like, rate, review and subscribe. Ioni, do we have any reviews? We do, we do. (laughs) Possibly my favourite review ever. Five stars, brilliant, great perspective by gay, quotation marks, the gay, close quotation marks, gay. (laughs) Gay? In Poland. <laughs> gay the gay gay gay, gay the gay gay <laughs> love that we love to hear it first of all thank you everyone for all the love on last week's episode and everyone that has signed up to be a podcast member very cute we'll make sure that the discord invites get sent out this week so if you want to join there's still time i think it's like two pound fifty a month so if you love us you would do you know what i mean yeah £2.50. If you want us to exist, <laughs> the guilt trip begins. <laughs> Today we are talking about dun 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 industry plants. Mm-hmm. Are they an industry plant or do you just hate women? I think the it's answer a title, already. Lucky title. <laughs> Too long didn't read is Eden hates women. <gasps> Surprise. <laughs> no, no. Quell surprise. <laughs> No, I don't. <laughs> when I was doing the research, you know, I am coming around to industry plants to, against my point of view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah, the whole the whole concept of an industry plant is bullshit, anyway. But we'll get into okay, it. Okay. So, what is the most official definition of an industry plant that you have found online? So. By definition, an industry plan is largely accepted to mean an artist who presents themselves as being independent and doing things on their own terms, but secretly has the industry backing and money to fund them and to artificially shape such a narrative. So, yeah, it's people pretending they've come from come from the bottom you know start off from the bottom now we're here but there's a big backing behind them they have management they have stylists they have producers they have people writing their songs but they are constructing a narrative that is saying that they're doing it all off their own backs yeah apparently apparently so why are we talking about this now why now Eden why now I mean the conversations you know it's always going on in the background especially with Nepo babies mm-hmm. the big Nepo baby discussion of 2022 this is like an undercurrent in our culture now that people just can't seem to take anything at face value you know it's always a conspiracy but we started talking about it 
uh, just like between between ourselves mm-hmm. last week or two weeks ago when there was a lot of discourse on Twitter about a band called The Last Dinner Party uh, who were accused of being an industry plant. Tell us about The Last Dinner Party. The Last Dinner Party are a much hype London band. Uh, there's five five ladies or ladies i don't know how everyone identifies but uh, uh, it's five i do not personally identify as a lady i'm a girly pop (laughs) okay it's five it's five girly pops who yeah they're just like a girl band uh but they have recently signed to Ireland Records. They have one debut single. They played a sold-out headline show at Camden Assembly on April 25th. And then they're supporting Nick Cave, the Rolling Stones, uh, which followed support slots for Nick Cave and the Rolling Stones. The band will open for Florence and the Machine and First Day at the Summer are about to embark on a UK and European tour. So off the back of one song, people were saying, why, why have they got all this? Mm-hmm. So... Uh, people were just basically debating that they were Nepo babies, they were industry plants, and may have had prior connections to the music industry, which then led them to come up with like a statement, which is pretty wild. Yeah. Um, so the, yeah, they said, I know we shouldn't engage with this, it's just a nasty lie, but we've known each other since we were 18, we weren't put together like a K-pop girl group. We met in uni, and there are videos of us playing as an unsigned band last year, and we got signed from just doing gigs as an unsigned band. They said, it's okay if you don't like our music or our vibes, but it's not fine to excuse us as not writing these songs or existing as a band in our own right. None of us have famous or industry parents either. Shock, horror. Shock, horror, shock, horror. Yeah, so they basically like smashed onto the scene. They have like a very highly stylized look, aesthetic. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. It's like very Instagram pilled, wild foraging, Mm -hmm. corset, bonnet, etc. Old maiden but with a CSM degree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of bows, a lot of gloves. The look, they all look very together. They have a very cohesive look. And then there's a lot of kind of already shot press, like promo photos. Yeah. So I think this is what made people suspicious. It's what made me suspicious. Yeah, Eden was very suspicious. <laughs> I'm not going to let her play it down in this episode because she was literally on the hate train saying the milks, the milks. What's what was what's the phrase? Something and something in the milk ain't clean. Something in the milk ain't clean. Um. <laughs> I just think like this is this is how warped this conversation has made us. Though, because as soon as a band comes out, they have one single. And they have a whole headline tour booked. And they have this very cohesive look with a lot of already shot promo material. just makes me suspicious because it doesn't seem like an organic process. It doesn't seem like an organic band. They're all really hot as well. So it's like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) You accidentally all just met each other and you're all really hot, beautiful, gorgeous musicians. Okay. But that's just my internalised misogyny probably. Yeah. You said it so I don't have to. No, it's true though. It's true. I don't know. That, okay, so right, let's strip it down. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of research here and we'll probably get into it in more detail, like article by article like we normally do. But something that I had an overwhelming sense of when I was reading all of this week's research is that like, mm. A, it doesn't really sit right with me, the statement where they says, where the person says, we're not put together like a K-pop girl group. That's very mm. snobby. K-pop mm. is like the most influential genre in music right now it's literally influencing pop like all over the place yeah yeah so 
it seems strange. And I feel like this whole Nepo baby, the reason why the last dinner party as a band have caught so much heat and like um, a lot of people are comparing them to wet leg because a lot of people said wet leg are also industry plants. Honestly, I've never listened to wet leg in my entire life, apart from that song about the sofa. Mm. (laughs) Um, I think it's, it goes back to, yeah, this like weird snobbery in music, but now it's like kind of working against them. But the last dinner party are also still like being snobby in a way because it's like because they're indie musicians that people think there's something wrong, right? Because the whole indie mm. process is that, yeah, you're meant to be like an underground brand that you meet some friends somewhere and then you practice in like a garage for ages and then you play some Mm. really shit gigs and then that like builds up and up and up and up until finally you catch a big break and etc 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 which doesn't in my opinion mean that your music is any more valid than like a pop star but people think that it does exactly that's the problem here people think you have to suffer and they think that they've got too easy of a of a break they did a couple of gigs at the windmill and someone saw them there and they got signed i think yeah a lot of musicians have a chip on their shoulder that like you need to struggle to be successful Mm. so when these girlies just waltz in and get signed after like a couple of years of playing together people are bitter yeah I'm not a musician, so I can't comment. <laughs> you are a musician. You're a beautiful singer. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, there's just... No, it's just that everyone... It's just an industry that is surrounded by such jealousy and such competition and competitive behaviour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you sound like you're on the fucking Lost in a Party's PR. You've swung from one way to the other. <laughs> but, yeah, I think... What what the overarching problem? There's many overarching problems here, but the first one that I noticed was like, yeah, there's this perceived purity of indie music, of like guitar led music, of bands mm. versus pop stars. That I thought that we'd all so far gotten over. Do you know what I mean? Like, it just yeah. feels so embarrassing to care about that stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. Also, it's interesting. Like, it's strange because like that's also just never been the full truth even in indie music like okay I know Daisy Jones and the Six is fiction right but I watched Daisy Jones and the Six the tv show Mm. and it was showing like basically how Daisy Jones was put with the Six and they didn't know each other before industry plant no they were put together by I know they're not even a real band but anyway (laughs) but surely that's indicative that this has been happening throughout time like I thought we all knew that labels carve what bands are like unless you sign to a very indie label that you literally have it up front that you could do whatever you want that they won't get in your way that you're in control I thought we knew that the industry the music industry is highly manipulative yeah like why is everyone acting like they were born yesterday yeah exactly like even to the point where like labels decide what like what clothes even like indie labels because i was watching like a video of fontaine's dc mm-hmm. uh who are pretty big now but like one of their performances from like when they first got started they all look so they, they, they just look so embarrassing like just like re- had really really bad haircuts just like all and now th- now they're like very like fashion cool sexy guys and you can tell that the label has intervened and said, you need to get a haircut, you need to do this, you need to wear that. Like, why are people pretending that this doesn't happen on every single level of every single band? Yeah, exactly. Like, they 
music success is marketing it's not about talent sorry that's the truth (laughs) boom also why why are they pretending that k-pop stars don't work hard like are you fucking kidding me it's like brutal yeah in it they're like the thing is also yeah these these pop stars i mean the pop industry is known for exploitation for bad working hours for like brutal tours Mm. for everything but i read something earlier that I haven't spoken to you about in that there was this article that was basically saying how is live music doing better than it was pre-pandemic and it's because of Mm -hmm. all the COVID restrictions the new insurance that comes in like very like nitty-gritty business stuff also Brexit and like visas and all of this stuff Mm -hmm. now it's literally only viable to tour if you're a big artist so like medium-sized big touring acts that would usually sell out like medium-sized venues you know like 5,000 people or whatever not insignificant Mm. two to 5,000 people venues have had to cancel whole tours like Santa Gold had to cancel a whole tour Modest Mouse had to cancel a whole tour because they can't afford to tour anymore so then the only people that can tour like Beyonce and I've spent the past 24 hours seeing nothing but Renaissance tour oh my god I know all over my day one we've fucking got about a whole year of this I know literally and also it looks <laughs> fucking bananas like, I cannot sense what that show is why is she dressed yeah. as a bee because <laughs> it's the beehive <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but why is she dressed you as know? a bee <laughs> she's pandering to the that does not make, it make any more sense Uh, beehive (laughs) (laughs) um so i do think the frustrations are just part of a like wider cultural discontent that it is much harder to be a smaller musician like the ecosystem is not ecosysteming how it used to it's not easy to tour unless you have like you can't tour unless you have loads and loads of money behind you. You can't do an international tour. It's just like as simple as that, basically. Yeah. So I think that speaks to it, why people are annoyed as well, because they're like, well, why is one person doing well when no one else can tour? Do you know what I mean? Mm. No one else can do anything. Yeah. The, the the gap has got bigger, I guess, because maybe if you're like a mu- musician or a band that isn't signed, you can do it on the cheap. You know, you can sleep on sofas, you can... You can like just drive around, whatever. So like, that's the only really way of doing it. Like you said, like the middle bands aren't possible. That it's not possible for them to do it. Like obviously, there's so many intersections of privilege that the last dinner party have probably like a they all are white or white passing. B they live in London, so yeah, they have like some of the best venues available to them to like practice mm. on. C that has led to them being signed to a major label, mm-hmm. but. I think it's interesting that our like cynicism lands on them instead of like male bands and not to be just like girls, girls get a harder time. Mm -hmm. But like considering the main industry plant accusations we can like ruse up are all women that have been in indie bands in the last 10 years. Yeah. Also, I think we need to talk about like, yeah, circling back to like the authenticity point. There was something that I put up in your research, which was like, this is a article by, oh my God, long research. Just what is an industry plant anyway, Daniel Dylan Ray for Loud and Quiet. And it is talking about our like obsession with authenticity. So the modern day demands for authenticity in the con- in this context have moved away from more traditional expectations. In a post-poptimism, post-genre landscape, it seemingly, seemingly moved away from established notions of musical authenticity, which have always been a flawed and dubious thing to attach to music. 
Authenticity mm. in most basic essence can be and arguably should mean simply be yourself. But in an increasingly hostile and ever-changing online environment, it can often mean be the version of yourself that your audience wants, expects, or even demands. Authenticity in some instances has been turned into a framework set by other people that artists are expected. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. ...to squeeze into rather than one they shape and present to the public themselves. Ironically, this results in the polar opposite of authenticity and originality. So, yeah, I feel like that can be applied to this situation because when we were mm. talking about this on our like team group chat, I was saying that like yeah, they were overstyled, and it's kind of the same with Wet Leg, right? Like a female band that seems to care about their image is seen as inauthentic mm-hmm. because they should only care about the music, man. Like they should turn yep. up dressed in rags or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no makeup on yeah and pretty dresses no you don't care about the music clearly that's such a like pervasive thing as well like I even mm. remember when I first moved here and there was a band that we like shot and they were saying that they were getting shit from like older women in the industry for like yeah wearing nice dresses and stuff and mm. this has just always been a thing but the standout quote for me in this article is actually a quote of a quote in a 2008 piece for the guardian reviewing the book faking it the great quest for authenticity in popular music the late writer stephen wells decried that authenticity is a conservative illusion chased by unaginative fools oh thank you (laughs) every single problem in our society (laughs) everyone (laughs) can be traced back to this quest for authenticity that really just means marketing and has us fall for charlatans like influencers, politics, like Boris Johnson, greatest example of this, like a politician that rose to fa- power for being authentic when really he just had bad hair to cover up his fascism. Like, yeah, the same can be said for any single feminist influencer that has more than like 100,000 followers. Like mm. all of these things are so true. But anyway, 
While the myth of the authentic has produced tensions which have created some fantastic music, it has led to far more mediocrity and awfulness. Again, I couldn't agree more. Like, I'm sorry. Truth bombs. I do not care about, like, white men in t-shirts standing on stage and playing music. But, you know, I'm very biased. I hate I hate lots of music. <laughs> You're not a good girl. I did my time. I grew up in Brighton during indie sleaze. I used to go to many gigs Mm -hmm. when I was but a star in the sun's eye. And now I do not care. Yeah. I haven't grown out of that, I don't think. I'm like desperately clinging on to being 18 years old and going to gigs. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think this is probably why it seems inauthentic as well. There was another really good article. Let me see if I can try and find it. Or it might have been the same one. But it was basically talking about how marketing has changed so much in music recently. So like now the more accepted way of marketing someone is through a very like Pink Panther-esque TikTok way. So, you know, you build Mm -hmm. someone's reputation online, you like have a good placement of the song, you get a viral sound, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's kind of like the accepted authentic route of marketing. Whereas like the unacceptable is what have happened to the last dinner party, which is play gigs and get press, which is the traditional route but it's because the people that are criticizing the last dinner party by and large not to generalize are probably middle-aged middle-class men because it's always middle-aged middle-class men that fucking love going to the gigs of young female indie musicians and they can't recognize the tiktok marketing so they are still living in like a 20 year old past so that's why they're like boo it stinks because Mm they still live in that like suspended disbelief yeah they need to catch up with the times oh definitely <laughs> i mean we did a whole episode about tiktok and the way that it's shaped the music industry didn't we like a year ago yeah if anyone wants to go listen to that but yeah it does it does stink and then uh some of the research that uh i did as well was comparing because everyone was saying wet legs an industry plant but they came up at the same time as another band yard act mm-hmm. both like six music dad bands and Yard Act have never been called an industry plant, as far as I'm aware. But these are kind of like similar bands, guitar, guitar-led bands. But the difference is that Wet Leg has ladies in it, and Yard Act doesn't. So, what do you think? I find it all tedious. I find it all oh. so tedious, and like <laughs> <laughs> women can do things. You know, women can make bands and be successful. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> there doesn't have to be a whole team behind them. I think like what. I just read out about authenticity is so like chef's kiss just bang on the money because authenticity isn't actually that entertaining and the reason why you're entertained by it whether it's by a musician or a film star's red carpet looks or Mm. you know a reality tv show is because that has been constructed and curated around a group of people like even tv like we all know like with the writer's strike going on like right now it takes a village to make anything entertaining Mm. so why Mm -hmm. would you expect that a band can just do it by themselves like yes live music is a very pure old simplistic form of entertainment that can transcend Mm. through any sort of marketing but we don't live in like we're not going around campfires do you know what I mean like (laughs) we're not sitting around campfires listening to someone on their acoustic guitar or banjo thank god so if you want to be entertained you have to accept that these people don't just do everything themselves. It'd be ridiculous to expect them to. Yeah. Even the small people have people behind the scenes helping them. And I think that quote 
is so real. It says the myth of authenticity then creates mediocrity because people are pushing for something that doesn't exist because everything is a copy of a copy of a copy. Like you've never had an original thought, no. but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> the best thoughts come from 10 other people's thoughts that you can then present in a new and unique way. Yeah. And I think, I guess it's, it's rare that people will be, especially with guitar music people will rarely be doing something that hasn't been done before but saying that I think it obviously is important to acknowledge and accept that the industry is it's unfairly rigged like there's no denying that but the thing is it's not unfairly Mm. rigged in the way that people want to speak about like I, I do feel like there's a misogynist air to this because like men feel like they own guitar music but mm. instead of like pointing it at the night nice pretty white girls there's so many people that do get underserved by the music industry because they are from marginalized groups and like mm. there's no way that the bands we see are the most interesting that the music landscape has to offer no. it's absolutely not the case but they don't get the same opportunities because of racism, because of like transphobia, ableism, because this method is geared towards middle and upper class people because like Mm. realistically, yeah, we kind of live in this greater age of transparency that veers towards conspiracy theoryism. And a lot of the reason why that is, is because like working class people are less likely to know about the intricacies of how marketing and how all of these things work because they haven't grown up around it. Like, I didn't know anything. Um, yeah. Like, I thought I was just going to these gigs when I was younger because, yeah, there were friends that met in uni and wanted to have fun. Like, I barely mm. knew what a proper label was. Do you know what I mean? Like, I knew what it was in terms of, like, Britney yeah. and, like, S Club 7, but I didn't know how that applied to, like, the indie music landscape. So I feel like that's where it kind of skews badly because if labels are only giving the industry plant treatment to already privileged people then a lot of people are missing out on opportunities but also we have a less interesting musical landscape well and then all the uh, this is already predetermined as well like which in indie musicians are going to succeed this year as well there's a whole there's a the, the cogs are turning you know behind the scenes like in this um loud and quiet piece which is really good uh what isn't what just just what is an industry plant anyway you should go and read it if you like this podcast but in it uh the writer makes a point that the bbc introducing sound poll which predicts which artists are going to be like the biggest this year and like independently signed people and like up-and-coming musicians is just predetermined by like record label people mm-hmm. so of course they're going to pick the bands that, that are on their label because it's in their best interest to make these bands seem like they have come up organically yeah And, like, the thing is, I don't know how to word what I mean. Like, it's a lot of people's jobs to make money for the music industry. It's very insular. Mm. Like, it's very inter-industry nepotistic, right? Like, Mm -hmm. the PRs decide what publications are good and what are bad. And the labels decide where the people will perform and, like, who the acts will be associated with. And Mm. the marketing marketing people decide what photographers are good and like what stylists are important what makeup artists are important and they all work together in this incestuous way that is very closed it is very unaccommodating and it's very shit like it is shit so there does need mm. to be a change but I feel like the change comes from transparency and not scapegoating do you know what I mean 
Yeah. But it just sucks that people have to justify their success, I guess. Yeah. Because this is the first thing that people say when, when someone appears to be doing well. Industry plant. Yeah. Everyone's basically an industry plant, like, uh, to some extent. Industry plant until proven otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> I think, and, and the Nepo baby is a whole another different discussion, like, or the, not even Nepo baby, but just, like, connections. Yeah. And it's not yeah. unhealthy to have cynicism towards like what we are told to like, like what we are told are good and what we are told is bad. And these tastemakers mm. by far do not have the best taste. Like I 100% agree with that. Like I'd always encourage, I always would encourage people to, you know, seek out things that they like, but it gets harder and mm-hmm. harder. Yeah. Especially when literal TikTok artists are like back-ended and that's the new authenticity we're being told is that like you can make it on TikTok when really a lot of that mm. is retroactively fitted. Like remember that yeah. Gale song? Yeah. Oh God. I feel like we always talk about that, but it's Do we? it's just so we talked we talked about it last week, I think. Did we? Oh, we we've discussed it before. I thought we were just talking about it in person. Maybe. I just get confused. Anyway, the girl girl is an industry plant, pass it on, blah blah blah. No, but as in like the internet makes things more transparent but also more murky so I think it's really Mm. easy for people to fall into like a very extreme industry plant everything's a fix blah 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 blah. when really we should just have healthy cynicism as to who holds power within marketing and the music industry and Mm. how that translates to audience power as well like how if I don't know I don't know it's fucking confusing it is it's it's like a touch of like elitism and then a touch of like being a conspiracy theorist and I guess people just having a a lack of trust in the industry itself as well yeah when you have been sold a lie for many years I don't know just if you like a band just Just like like them them, yeah exactly I think that's what it comes down to (laughs) (laughs) this is this is the thing about earnestness as well people so (laughs) <laughs> one of my friends I won't say who it is one of my friends ages ago when the band this is like five maybe maybe more than five years ago when the band Amal and the Sniffers came out they were a band that this person would have liked that genre yeah but was like they said they said they were like I don't want to listen to them before I work out if they're an industry plan or if they're like genuinely like punk rock and then because they developed this insane theory in their heads that, like, Amal and the Sniffers were, like, industry plants or, like, fake or whatever, they were just like, I'm not going to listen to them now. Fuck that band. (laughs) This is the way that people think, because people are scared of earnestly liking something and, like, putting a song on their story in case someone else is like, oh, that's cringe, they're an industry plant, or, oh, they're, they're like, a fake band. People are so... uh, People just care too much about the opinion of others, I think. And if you like something, just like it. Yeah. Just have a nice time. Yeah, but yeah, we're so worried about like people's perceptions of like our taste and what we think is cool and what we think is not cool and what Mm -hmm. we think is acceptable to like and not acceptable to like. I am cringe by and free. Exactly. But I don't like wet leg. I'll put that on record. No, I don't like that. I don't like. (laughs) When we went, we went to do karaoke the day, and someone got up and sang wet leg. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. You can't be singing songs that are, like, less than five years old at karaoke. Yeah, why the hell is it even on a karaoke playlist? I'm shocked by that. I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't on, yeah. It was, uh, we, we, me and you just look at each other like, what the fuck? Are you singing wet leg? 
it's not vintage enough (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah I think just you should like what you like yeah always always (laughs) um be cynical but not but question your own cynicism cynicism Mm -hmm. yeah and support your friends who are musicians (laughs) always no, I mean, I go to their gigs. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to talk about, like, you know, cultivating something that's organic and real, yeah, be a part of it. If your fucking friends well. are in bands, be a part yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. Or I won't say join a band because I, I don't have any musical skills, but uh, yeah, like, if you can see it and it's in your life, support it. Yeah. That's a nice note to end on, I think. Yeah. yeah. Lovely note to end on. Surely you know if your friends are industry plants or not. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. <laughs> Thank you, Eden. Thanks, Ioni. Thank you to the listeners. Let us know your thoughts, as always. Thank you to Olivia for editing. Thank you to Gina and Gina, Charlotte, Misha, Grace and Hattie. We will see you next week. Bye! See you next week. Bye! This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.